Hopefully, uh, farmers are breathing a sigh of relief today when the news came down yesterday that the federal government is lifting the COVID-19 travel restriction on migrant farm workers coming to Canada to work on our farms. Our guest now is Steve Bamford. He's president of the uh, Toronto Wholesale Produce Association. Steve, boy, you must be happy about the news. Well, we're happy about the news. However, that's actually not, there's a there's a little bit of miscommunication. That's actually not the program that the farmers actually access. It's the Seasonal Agriculture Workers Program. Uh, temporary Foreign Workers Program is not the one that uh, growers use. So there's a bit of misinformation being sent around about that. Um, we still are working with government on that to try and mm-hmm. ensure that there's protocols put in place and hopefully in the next day or so uh, we should get approval for that Um, but once again it's miscommunication so we still are very worried about that uh, our local supply of product. Well I'm glad we've got you on then because I think it's important that we get our facts straight. How dependent is Canadian agriculture on migrant workers and how many are basically working our farms in the province in the country? Uh, in the province, I believe the number is around 24,000. Across the country, the number is about 45,000 um, people, and we're extremely dependent on these workers. These workers have come to us for 10, 20-plus years, year after year, and uh, people might not think that it's a skilled workforce to work on farms, but it definitely is. The people know how to operate the equipment, what to do um, year over year, and they also depend on it for their own um, livelihood back home because we're generally paying them um, more money than they're used to seeing uh, in a week than what they would see in a month back home. So it, it's, a, it's a major issue for us as growers. We simply won't have a supply. Ontario will be, sorry, Canada, not Ontario, will have a food security issue. Um, I know people tend to throw that around um, to try and use that term um, to get things done, but it is a reality of it. Um, I'm down here at the Ontario Food Terminal today, and I can tell you this week I've seen Um, emails from shippers overseas saying they're no longer shipping to North America either because they just have their own um, world market. Food security concerns. Yeah, their own food security as well as uh, lack of air freight for a lot of items or containers because of what's going on around the world. Let's talk about, um, if we could for a second, what it's like at the food terminal, because I was wondering that today. I actually have an uncle who works, he owns a grocery store chain in Kingston. It's called Cotroche's. And he's down there all the time. Uh, what are you seeing at the food terminal? Because, it, you know, our grocery stores are still going. Grocery stores are still going. So we are seeing um, the retail business be uh, very brisk. However, the food service business has grinded to a screaming halt. So there's a little bit of a, a balance there. Um, the food terminal has changed very rapidly over the last week as to the protocols. We're not seeing people... Um, interacting, we're practicing social distancing um, to ensure that we can keep continuing to operate and provide uh, food to everyone around Ontario because this place provides about 40% of the total produce supplied uh, to Ontario and citizens and supplies about 95 or even higher percentage of uh, produce to the independent grocers in Ontario. I can hear in your voice there is a lot of concern, Steve. Uh, I imagine this is a time where uh, we need people like you thinking ahead so that we actually have enough food to survive, depending on how long we have to, you know, weather this storm and also beyond the storm. I mean, we have we eat a lot of local produce and Canadian produce. So let's talk about why the timing is important that we make sure our migrants get up here now. Is it is this the planting season? 
Uh, we're running into the planting season um, currently, or if you have an orchard, um, you, you're planting, but you're also having to, to prune and look after the uh, the trees. Um, it can't be done later on in the season. The uh, Mother Nature doesn't wait um, upon us to say that we have people to be able to do it at a certain time. And if you miss those windows for planting you simply just or pruning, you simply end up without a crop. Um, I am an apple uh, farmer ourselves, and I mean, I'm sure you have friends that have or yourself have uh, apple trees at home somewhere in the city. And if you look at those apples that uh, end up on those trees at the end of the year, they s simply don't look like the apples that you buy in a supermarket. And that's because of all the work that goes into it. Describe the challenge of operating a farm if we do not get the legislation to bring those migrant workers into Canada to help. Uh, it's simply unavailable to operate. We will be actually out of business. And it's not just this year that will be um, the problem. It will be many years forward because we'll get d disease, because we have to work our land to ensure that we keep pests out and diseases. And it will be a multi-year issue for food supply in Canada. We can't simply rely on imports from other places around the world because they're worrying about their own markets. Where are migrant workers coming from to work on our Canadian farms? And uh, secondly, how are they going to get here? Are we going to have to charter flights? Yeah, we would end up, uh, generally, we they uh, have flights that are chartered anyways um, for these workers or just common travel. That's not wouldn't be the concern. Um, the workers generally come from Jamaica, uh, Mexico, as well as uh, Guatemala. I know a lot of people are at home right now thinking, okay, well, uh, I don't know how long my service industry job is going to be closed. So um, maybe I might want to work on a farm. Uh, don't we have an adequate number of Canadians to help keep Canadian agricultural or agriculture growing if we need them? Unfortunately, we, we don't have the Canadians in the right area where these jobs are. Um, if you look at the farms, they're outside of Ontario, or sorry, outside of the uh, the GTA area. Often it's two, three hours out, and it's just simply unavailable for them to commute. And it's also, there is a, a major skill set that people don't realize that these workers perform. They can't be taught in a matter of a month um, on how to do everything. That we've actually, the, the farmers have relied on our workers year over year coming back that actually understand what to do and how to do it. We just wouldn't be able to maintain it. I know that it's a great idea, and we've thought of it. However, it just simply doesn't seem to work. So have you been able to express these concerns fully to the feds, and what are you hearing? We have expressed them to the feds, and they're being proactive in listening to us and trying to see if there's a workaround. Obviously, they do have concerns for Canadians who are out of work as well as the health and safety of everyone, which we we all have and believe that that is a major concern for us to not overwhelm the healthcare system and, and bring people in. But there are protocols that we can put in place to safely bring these individuals in and look after, but also have our, our biggest concern is, is food supply. It's not, it's not the employment of um, people. It's actually supplying people with food so they can actually eat. Give us an idea, Steve, if, I mean, the worst case scenario, uh, migrant workers don't get the okay to come to Canada to work on our farms this year. What kind of products will we see missing from store shelves? Um, you'll see items such as peaches, apples. Um, I think about everything that we buy from Buy Local. The Buy Local programs have been so big over the last 10 years that in other areas of the world, they stopped planting for our um, markets because we're not buying them. So 
it's not just apples, peaches, pears, plums. It's lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers. It's it's everything that you see in the uh, the grocery store that you would buy locally. If we don't, uh, you know, if we don't get the legislation passed and we don't get the okay for um, migrant workers to come and work on our farms this year, would you advise people to start planting their own gardens, start some seedlings? Uh, that would be a, a way to mitigate it, a little bit of it. However, you're only able to produce that crop for such a short period of time um, that it's not going to cover off your entire season um, of food. So I think while that you know might be a good idea, it's definitely not going to feed everyone. And we also have, when we think about it, we have a lot of people living in condos that would be able, mm-hmm. unable to produce um, products in any mass amount. And also you have to realize that as farmers, there's a science behind farming. It's not just you plant mm-hmm. it and, and hope the product will come out. Um, these are actually very highly skilled individuals who are growing products year after year. Not something Steve, I want to up or read on y- YouTube and do something great with tomorrow. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely small scale and, and certainly not at the, the level that would feed a country. I, I just was curious about people that had you know, trying to answer some of the questions that I think people would have if they're listening to us right now. Uh, Steve, I want to thank you for your time, and I hope that we hear back from you and get some good news from the feds on this, because it is a very, very concerning issue, our food security. Thank you. Thank you once again. We're looking forward to getting good word from them. I'm sure we will in the next day or so. Perfect. Keep us informed, will you?